Hey guys, Shane here. I just wanted to say thank you, as always, for listening to the Crow Pod. And uh, if, if you like what we do here and want to help us out, you can go to uh, anchor.fm backslash crowpod and click on the support button. You got three different options there, uh, 99 cents. $4.99 and $9.99 uh, monthly contribution. Anybody who does the $4.99 level, uh, you get one live read per month on air or, you know, like on, on the main show for your business or charity or whatever you got going on. If you do the $9.99, we'll give you a live read uh, every single episode uh, the, of the main show. So every single week on the main Crow Pod, uh, we'll give you a shout out for your business or charity or whatever you got going on. So, uh, just like I said, you go to anchor.fm backslash crowpod, click on support, and uh, we'll, we'll get that message out to all of our listeners every single week. And, and that goes out not only on the crowpod network, but on the heart and hand network as well. Hi, this is Rangers Television. Stay close by and watch in as you will. I don't know. 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 I episode of the crow pod and joining me shane this morning to start david edgar hello david hello shane yeah we're taking it in shifts today yeah we're, we're waiting on todd here so uh uh we, we obviously we had some scheduling mishaps this week although honestly we wouldn't have done a show tuesday anyway so uh, uh, but uh, uh, yeah. uh probably going to be our uh uh our least funniest show i think it's fair to say i don't think Either of us uh, are in a particularly hilarious mood. It's just such a boot in the balls on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, well, when we heard about Walter, it was kind of something that, you know, last year I think we had all 
worried about, um, but I'd kind of persuaded myself that he was better um, and he was going to be okay. And when the news came, it was just awful, just awful. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, you know, we'd heard a couple of things over the weekend, but mm. it was still just, you know, I mean, he he was back out at IROX from time to time, and you know, that the the day when Sunus was up, and him and Jr. there in the RTV booth, and I think he had another match after that, and um, you know, you you hold out, you hold out the hope, um, and try to suspend belief, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, like I said in, in my little thing on Tuesday, it's, it's, you know, him and my dad are just a, a couple months apart. And that really just it drives it home there. Yeah, it know? does. Um, it, it really does. And I think that's a big part of it, that whenever you suffer a loss like this, somebody that's not in your day to day life, but has been a big part of our lives. I don't think anyone should apologize for feeling for feeling sad because. As Martin put it in his lovely piece uh, on the Art Man website, he said uh, that, of course, you should you you have the right to feel sad because you know Walter Smith has brought us so many memory, um, you know, happy memories. And I think if you think about you know a distant cousin or an uncle, that people would be quite all right with you feeling sad about. You know, Walter's probably given you more happiness, more moments in your life than than they have. Um, Martin, I think, summed up the feelings of all Rangers fans on Tuesday where he wrote this this beautiful piece and it was it's lovely. I urge you all to go and check it out in tribute. And then he texted me later and said, much more simply, but I think as accurately, today has been fucking shite. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that, that just absolutely summed it up. So I was grateful that I had the opportunity to go up to the stadium yesterday for the match and um, I placed... Uh, the away shot from Florence, you know, that, that mm-hmm. the Fiorentina uh, white shot, white yep. navy shot uh, at the gate. And of course, you know, it, it takes your breath away when you get up, especially midweek, you know, with the lights on and uh, the amount of tributes that were there. And I was reading some of them and it's really hard not to get choked up. It's just this, this sense of gratitude from Rangers fans. That's, you know, that, that was what came out, just this, this sense of, thank you and I was really lucky to be about when you were about um, because in a club our size you know 150 years and so many achievements and so many people he, he, one of the stars on our badge was entirely him 10 yeah. league titles and then yeah. three as an assistant out of 55 that we've won ever well that's I mean, I that's, mean if you count you know we have a was it 116 majors yeah Hundred sixteen majors. He's been there for twenty eight of them. Yeah, I mean you a know? quarter. Yeah. yeah, I mean it. It's it's just unbelievable the the achievement record that he has when it comes to a football club, and you don't get guys like this. I mean, I, I'd say in our history, you're maybe looking at what Struth, Waddle, John, Greg, him, yeah. and you know to to have been about for any of those, I think you just have to because you could easily miss it. Yeah. So to have been about to to you know see a, a a Struth team or see John Gregg play or you know be there when Walter was in his palm and I think for me a big part of it is as I say it's it's not just about the loss of someone like Walter Smith it's about 
the reflections that you then have on your own life. And for me, it's, you know, Walter was there when I was a, a child. Walter was mm. there when I was a teenager and Walter was there when I was an adult. I mean, yeah. he played a huge, huge part in the most important thing in my life, in all honesty, throughout every stage of my life. And for him not to be there, it's a reminder of, you know, people that, that we've lost as individuals uh, along that time. And it's a reminder of great memories and it's a reminder of good times uh, with the kind of sadness that nostalgia, that, that, that bittersweet sadness that nostalgia can always bring. And, you know, a reminder that I'm not 14 anymore. I'm not 28 anymore. <laughs> uh, you know, just, just you know, the, those days are, are, are past. And, um it was it was just a sore one over and above you know then you remember you know that this man had a family a very loving close family with grandkids and whatnot so you feel for them as well on yeah. a you know on a basic human level and you know the sheep are a, a horrible support and i don't think we've shied away from saying that you know with our songs about injured and the ibrox disaster but the fact that that even they shut their mouths yeah. in a moment of respect last night. Um, and I, I'm not one to say, oh, you know, credit to them, because I don't necessarily think we should be giving credit to people for basic human decency. <laughs> but I suppose it was a, a, a kind of pleasant surprise that it, the, that moment's silence won't be remembered for being desecrated. Yeah. Well, and it was lovely, to, you know, all across the league, everybody fairly well held the line on that. Um, yeah. And credit, you know, I, I don't know, credit to everybody last night who had to, like, Ford Edmondson Drive to get into the stadium, it looks like, just, oh, yeah, just I to mean, be yes, there in the first place. Yeah, 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 yesterday was, was wild in Glasgow. I mean, it just it started raining and it would not let up uh, yeah. in the West Coast, actually, in general. And, you know, trains were, were struggling to cope with it. And I got into town and it was just, you know, water running everywhere. And then we got <laughs> over to the stadium about uh, 6 p.m., and uh, I, I think I tweeted out a short video of it. The water was was ankle deep, mm. um, to the point where I was sitting in the car, um, thinking that are we going to get a game here? But the pitch was, you know, the pitch held up really well. The, the concern was never about the pitch. The concern was about well, secured or safety yeah, vehicles the, the, having access the to the stadium. And but yeah. the police, um, I spoke to a policeman, and he said. At this time, to be honest, it would cause more bother, you know, when people are all coming in yeah. to suddenly announce and then cause confusion. People checking, some would come to the state, some wouldn't. Uh, and Glasgow, of course, has, has already got its its uh, traffic management problems with COP26. So, yeah, it was it just wasn't uh, going to be possible. But, you know, as bad as Rangers were, and by God, we were, um, there was still a kind of fit in, you know, the the fact that there was a game on. I know some people had suggested the game should have been called off as as a mark of respect. I, I I'm not, I don't want to speak for Walter, but uh, you know, personally, I from what we know of him, I, I don't think he would have wanted that, and I'm sure no. that his family would have been consulted beforehand about it. So, well, I I, I think it, it was something you know had come up in a couple of groups we were talking about. You know, well, just like with Sandy, the fact that I'm, yeah. I'm sure we're going to get a stand at some point named after him, but that they didn't do it while he was still around. But then it's like, I, I don't think Walt, as modest as he was, he wouldn't have wanted it while he was still around. You know, he would want everything to continue operating 
just just business is normal you know i mean this is we come out here and we do our jobs yeah but i think that uh, a big part of it is that you know it's not a church but it's a secular version of a church and that stadium all of us together is you know we won't be going to the funeral or anything that you know fifty thousand of us um so that that was our place to go that was our opportunity to go and pay tribute and be together uh at, at the time of sadness so i think you know it, it, it probably um was the right thing for it to to go ahead although i, I can understand people who who maybe felt differently but um yeah it was it was very emotional night and and you know such was the the rangers performance was so bad i'll be honest mate i was i was seething i mean i was generally genuinely angry and i knew that it wasn't just about the because it wasn't it wasn't a reasonable level of anger for a bad football performance um and i i I think i actually tweeted i always you know tweet a kind of report of the game and i just said i know i'm not emotionally um in the right frame of mind at the moment so i'll just leave it at that because i knew i would end up saying silly things or overwrought <laughs> things um or falling out with people you know snapping at people when it wouldn't have been their fault people yeah. making perfectly reasonable points and and i had to kind of try and get myself together because obviously you know gerard was you know coming into the to, to the press conference and and i didn't want to you know blot out something there either um but <laughs> again it's 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 emotion you know it, it, it's not logic you you can't you know, it was this this incredible sadness we were all feeling, and and when you're raw, um, you can react in ways that you maybe wouldn't wouldn't do. So, I was able to thankfully just keep my mouth shut. The the great advice I got in AA one time, um, where an old guy I was complaining about, uh, you know, a, a fight with my wife where one phrase had borrowed another, and an old guy sort of looked at me and went, "Son, have you ever considered just shutting your fucking mouth occasionally?" <laughs> And I have taken that advice to heart. Uh, so when I feel like that, then my default kicks in and I do just shut my fucking mouth um, and it, it works out better. So, yeah. Um, and look, we're not going to, you know, this is a show that tries to give people a laugh every week. Uh, that's why it started. We started this podcast in lockdown to try and give people, you know, an hour and a half every week of of three mates getting to and give ourselves you know three mates yeah. getting together and having a giggle so we'll try our best we'll pull ourselves together shane and we'll 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 hit all our we'll play the classics um because i don't think it would do any of us any good for a you know as ought to be sitting here no uh, well it, it, you know i mean yesterday you know, I was, I was down at my new gig and I got RTV installed on all the TVs. And I was like, was gonna, all right, come on, you know, because just everybody wanted something from yesterday. Yeah. And and I, we, we didn't get it. We didn't get <laughs> but, it. No. Um, it. It just, you know, to be sitting there eight minutes in and having to watch that fucker um, mm. run about. Just, you know, and you knew, I mean second one in you knew what he was going to do you know he, he goes and apes morales's goal celebration and then runs down the whole fucking stand there um i mean no, it, 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 it reinforces we, we the of the piece of shit 
but yeah, you know, uh, at the same time, I mean, you gotta expect it. You can't let it happen. And I mean, that's good. At least we fought back and got the point. Um, we probably could have had another penalty, but then the Scottish football would just completely fucking implode today. Combusted. Yeah. I mean, they're they're already having to deal with the fact that maybe Brian Porteus isn't as nice of a gentleman as they were all saying he was last week. No, it's uh, amazing the difference when you kick. Uh, it, it it doesn't appear to be the kicking that's the problem. It's who he kicks. Yes. But um, just before, because we are going to transition to a more normal crow pod, although <laughs> if it's not the usual standard, then we mean no disrespect at all, folks. Um, blame Todd. Just blame yeah, Todd. Um, Don't just, tell him that we told you to blame him, but blame him. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just going to try and have a bit of a laugh in a hellish week. Um, and it's... You know, trust us when I tell you that you know we're feeling it as much as yeah. as anyone is at the moment, and it's not meant in any disrespectful way. So that's you know we're going to try. You can't transition, but we'll we'll, um, we'll just. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, fuck it. Let, let's let, watch this. You ready? Yeah. Florida man found with live grenade and clown mannequin inside truck. <laughs> live grenade? Did you say live grenade? Clown man. Deputies in Florida found a live grenade in the truck of an, quote, idiot who was driving with a terrifying clown mannequin in the passenger seat. See, you guys take Halloween way too seriously. And the problem with you Americans is that when you decide (laughs) to try and outdo each other, this is the kind of shit that you pull. (laughs) This is that's what it was. I, I have no doubt that the first ever nuclear war will be caused by an American going, I'm going to dress up a nuclear weapon. <laughs> or somebody uh, going as uh, Slim Pickens from Dr. Strangelove. So, so the, the, the cops that go up to Lewis Branson, 60, he's 65 and driving a Dodge Ram pickup. Uh, so the cops of go get it. it they, go, they, go, they, they, they take this canister back uh, and start looking at it. So here's the quote. Oh, shoot. Is this for real? Yeah, the truck, it, it looked like a grenade. <laughs> so here's, here's the cop. Quote, he thought it was cool, so he kept it in his toolbox and was driving around with a grenade for quite some time. <laughs> mm, yeah, I'm, I, I'm one of these people who would be quite scared of a grenade at, yeah, at the best I, I, of times. I, I wouldn't really keep one around, no. I no, don't, uh... just, just it, it, let's look at what a grenade is expressly designed for. It's to explode. explode. Yes. Yeah, and pretty explode. much that's it. Lots of shrapnel everywhere killing things. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty much the end of its purpose in life. If a grenade explodes when it goes to grenade heaven, he'll say, I lived a very fulfilling life because that was what I was supposed to do. So I don't think I would keep one around the place. No, even I mean, the, the video it. here, it's, a, it's in a coffee can in the toolbox in the back of his truck. Jesus. Well, the coffee can was obviously going to stop well, it. From... That's protection, yes. I mean, yeah, that, yeah. we all know a coffee can can stop any violent explosion. Absolutely. You know, again, uh, nuclear weapons. <laughs> it's well known that they're not they're not kept in submarines. They're kept in Maxwell House tins. Um, everyone, everyone knows that. Here's, here's but, the least shocking part of this. Along with the grenade and the, the life-size clown mannequin in the passenger seat, cops also found amounts of cocaine, marijuana, and two pipes ah. of suspected drug residue. <laughs> I, I'm going to go further and say that you don't need the word suspected in that <laughs> about the pipe. It's it's unlikely that you're going to find you know tobacco in there. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think I, I'm going to assume more methamphetamine that uh, clearly he'd already smoked since it was missing. So. <laughs> yeah, um, but 
I, I would have found, see if, if I'd been high as shit um, after smoking stuff, I, I would have found a life-size clown mannequin fucking terrifying. Oh, uh, this thing's horrible. I mean, it's it's not a happy clown. It's a... Yeah. Scary clown. Yes, yeah, no, yes. I, I would have I would have found that quite quite scary. But yeah, we're, we're coming to that, that stage of the year and somebody actually said this to me in possibly the most ill-judged conversational opening gambit ever. Um, a friend of Sally's actually said to me, so what are you dressing up for is Halloween? <laughs> and I just looked at her like, uh, I'm pretty convinced the way Medusa looked at her victims and said, I'm 43. Yeah. And, and she was like, oh, do, do you not do it? And I went, no, of course I fucking don't do it. I'm 43. Um, and the idea of me dressing up uh, as as anything really would be... Oh god, I can't, I can't imagine. And I mean, I, Sally, I, I've got, I've got to say, like since middle school, I think I've done it one time because we were going to like a fancy dress party, and you know, you had yeah. to do something. Yeah, no, I, um, <laughs> I, I would swear of such events. Um, because, oh no, yeah, uh, no. Uh, I am, I'm just no, I'm not, no, no. Um, it, it, Sally kind of tried to awkwardly come to come to a rescue and she said well what about that stormtrooper suit you're always on about i said that's a suit that wouldn't be fancy dress i would just be wearing it that's completely different and she went well you would wear it day to day i said i'd never have it off it would be you know by the stormtrooper suit it would be up up in the press gantry absolutely what what steven can you explain the the, the decision why you brought nathan paris down when you did david what the you you're wearing you a <laughs> stormtrooper suit, David. Yeah, and like he's wearing a suit. His is, I think, Hugo Boss. Mine's is <laughs> stormtrooper. Perf- perfectly reasonable thing to wear, I think. So, no, I don't buy that as as dressing up. But yeah, I mean, uh, I sort of, sort of, will make an exception for you, young guys in your twenties who are off to the pub. Although it's a dreadful Americanization yeah, and yeah, uh, I mean, not part of the thing. If you're trying to shag a bird, whatever. If you're trying to pull, then yeah. fair enough, right? And if you're a young lady who's trying to pull, um, then absolutely, then you should get uh, sexy you, you nurse or whatever. Yeah, sexy <laughs> nurse. Um, uh, someone complained about pointless Futurama. Uh, references so here's one when bender goes into his disguises and he's got he's got sexy nurse and napoleon and that's it uh yeah the, 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 yeah so ab- absolutely you know if you but i just people particularly middle-aged men who get too excited about dressing up um worth a watching i would say shane yeah and, and you i mean as somebody who's worked in the the entertainment and bar industry yeah i i dread maybe maybe even more than i think i think the only comparable day over here is the super bowl the super bowl is awful um yeah oh yes it's by far the worst day to work because i mean everybody well people come out you know at like three in the afternoon or so and start with the chicken wings and pizza and the pitchers of beer and by the time the game actually kicks off at you know, 7.30, <laughs> they're, they're, they're on to the, to the Jaeger bombs and, and, you know, Jack and Cokes. And the game takes about five hours to play because of all the commercials. So, yeah, you've had people on one for, for 10 hours. A lot of them, by that point, calling up their local, uh, you know, man who delivers small packages. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, but but by the time the end of the Super Bowl, I mean, it's got the highest rate of DUI arrest. I mean, it's it's worse than New Year's. So, yeah, it's uh, it's bad. An equivalent (laughs) sporting event over here, and maybe in the old days, the FA Cup final or the Scottish Cup final, but I don't think that's quite like that now. World Cup final, not really. You know, people will go out for it, but people just mainly want to watch it. It's not. It's not really like that, so I can't. I can't think there's a universal one over here. There's obviously, you know, individual matches, big derby matches, or whatever. Um, I don't think there would have been enough booze in Manchester, right enough to sort of Manchester United <laughs> fans last last Sunday uh, after that absolute shooing that they took God. in that one. Oh my you know, God! Did I, you see I still, that? God, I mean, just watching it, you know. The, the second you see Ronaldo on that team sheet, like you know what's coming, because <laughs> you're not, I mean, you're, you're already conceding a tenth of the pitch. You know he's not going to do anything. So well, even so, that when we said that you know the youngsters in that team could could learn a lot from Ronaldo, we didn't mean not tracking back. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, don't press, don't tra- and also don't press, but also don't track back. Just kind of yeah, don't, don't just, just kind of run around aimlessly. You know, it may be like a general positional sense or something like that. Yeah. And me, it's me, meanwhile, their fullbacks are 50 yards up the pitch, just firing well, crosses. <laughs> and and that's the thing. It's funny because the contrast, obviously, with the Liverpool front three who work their nuts off just constantly. And you kind of think to yourself, you know, if you're talking to Marcus Rashford or Mason Greenwood, you're like, see that Salah guy? Yeah. <laughs> see if it's good enough for him to run constantly it's probably good enough for both of you to yeah, do he's, that he's, he's 10 years older than you and still yeah um and and he is a genuine bona fide superstar who has achieved you know he's got a cup a european cup medal in his in his house he's got a uh he's got a league winner's a medal league now medal. you have neither of these things and yet yeah. he's working harder than you and, and look i get it but ronaldo ronaldo um, even his first spell at United, he had uh, what Tevez and uh, uh, Rooney and Jason Park, and they all worked really hard. But that's okay because any team, you know, would would take somebody that special. But it does require the rest of them then. Uh, yeah. And Pogba was just absolutely disgusting because he wanted to hurt Keita. That was that oh, was yeah. horrible. Um, yeah. On that, that was Porteous style, and to you know to to just come on. Look, nobody likes losing. But don't take months out of another guy's career just because you're upset that they're better than you at football. I, that That's low. I mean, that, I, and I don't want to ever see police involved in football, but it is getting into assault. It is getting into, yeah. you know, I, I want to hurt you. I mean, it's, you know, this, we had the incident in the NHL years ago where Todd Bertuzzi used his, his stick as a weapon and hit Donald Brashear in the head while skating behind him. And he was tried and convicted of assault with a deadly weapon. And, you know, well, I mean, so, it's, so, it's, so, it's sometimes right. it's so fucking egregious that. Yeah. Why? Why should you asked. automatically get away with it? Um, it, it? You know, in any aspect, I don't understand. Well, I was playing sport. So when I decided to elbow him full in the face, yeah. that it's acceptable. It's not acceptable. It's, you know. Boxing, yes, you're allowed to punch someone in the face. Yes, I don't, that is the principal point of the sport. Yep, the, the, I don't want punching. anyone. <laughs> but even even in boxing, you're not allowed to go up and kick him full in the nuts. Hmm. You'll get in trouble for that. Yeah, um, there's, there's rules to, to abide. There's by. rules. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, don't don't bite someone's ear off, for example. Yes. Yeah, that's considered a bit <laughs> a bit offside. Um, and uh, yeah, poor Dredrick Tatum, eh? Um, <laughs> oh. Going about biting people's biting people's ears off, but uh, it it just yeah, I I just thought it was scummy. I really did. I just thought it was yeah. absolute scumbag behaviour because. Yeah, at least when Sutton wanted sent off, he just caught the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he, you know, I'll give him his due, but when your cowardice is actually more cowardly than Chris Sutton's, then <laughs> you really need to have a long, hard look at yourself. I, I, you know, today, of course, you got all the usual Hartson and McManus and all these people out, and like it's again, it's confusing because their point is the exact opposite point of what they were trying to make last week because you know according to their analysis i mean he got the ball along with mcgregor but if you get the ball that's all that matters it can't be reckless dangerous play um from, it's from, peculiar from, that, um, isn't it yeah, yeah but that, you know somebody was talking like chris sutton was talking about this shit years ago and how but it's like chris sutton got himself sent off intentionally in an old firm match he is like there's no there's no room for him to enter into this conversation oh well you can say that about a lot of things um <laughs> yeah and yet there yeah, he youth is. football, finances, yeah. child yeah, yeah, yeah. anything at all. You could absolutely <laughs> say that about. Um, but yeah, it never seems to stop him having an opinion. Well, I was talking to to a mate about this through the week, and he said to me, he said, "You know, Andy, you 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 stay quite calm on a lot of stuff." I said, "Yeah," and he goes, "You know how?" I said, "Well, you have an opinion on everything." And he went, what do you mean? I said, any time a topic of conversation comes up uh, in a group chat or in a bar or whatever, you weigh in. And he's like, well. And I said, yeah, you don't know enough to do that. Um, no offence. Yeah. Uh, and he, he, he came away with a classic, you know, well, it's just my opinion. I'm entitled to it. And I'm like, well, not always. No. <laughs> I said, you're entitled to an opinion on Rangers because you watch Rangers every week. So it's a perfectly reasonable thing to have an opinion on. You're entitled to an opinion on English football because you watch English football every week. It's perfectly, you're not entitled to an opinion on open heart surgery for example, because you, you know fuck all about it. But you would weigh in automatically anyway. And I said, but when you do that, people will challenge you and they will more often than not be right if they have more knowledge than you. Um, I said, so basically one of the things for me staying calm is the fact that I don't have an opinion on everything. Or I don't, you know, back to shutting the fuck up, I don't feel the need to express my opinion on it because it may well be wrong. <laughs> you know, and... and, and Rather than than doing that, um, I'll just yeah, I'll stay out this one because you know I don't yeah. And social media, I know, is bad for it, but there were always people like that before social media. You worked in bars. Oh yeah, those guys who will sit and hold court. Well, and, and I was a journalist. I got letters from people all the time who clearly shouldn't have been operating a typewriter or <laughs> yeah. or you know. Yeah, um, keep it, these it, people it, away it, from communication devices. Yeah, and, and it's like people who just, well, you know, I'm going to share my opinion. Okay, what have you based your opinion on open heart surgery on? Absolutely nothing. I, I saw a Facebook right. video. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> you know, God bless. And it came out, of course, Facebook, who are not evil, remember? Mark Zuckerberg no, said that. Changed in 2017, changed their algorithm so that angry, um, uh, angry reactions were placed more yeah, prominently on the site. right wing rhetoric. Likes. Was, uh, well, yeah. just, just anything at all. Just anything yeah. angry reactions would display. And for those of you who are not big on, what it means is that 
posts with a lot of angry emojis would display and posts with a lot of likes wouldn't. So a or, positive or, or story. Or a huggy heart stuff. Yeah, or a huggy heart stuff. A positive story wouldn't display, but uh, one that had sent people into a frenzy would do. And look, just in any environment, negativity will cause negativity. That's sort yes. of what it does. It sort of feeds in on itself. Um, they're in a bit of bother, and it's quite interesting about Facebook because do you remember, and you will, back in the 90s when the government took, the US government took Microsoft to oh, yeah. court about monopolies yep. and uh, in the end didn't break them up because one of the big factors in that was that the public quite liked Microsoft, you know? They well, and don't, for, for, for the young people here, you won't believe that this all stemmed <laughs> from Internet Explorer. Which which was a thing that Netscape came on your Navigator. computers back then. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> and uh, it, it, they, they, they didn't get broken up because there wasn't really a public demand for it. I'm not sure that protection's there for Facebook, even though everybody uses it. I don't think yeah. anyone's fond of it. And that, no. you know, they don't have that, that... I don't think they could take their case to the public and expect the way that Microsoft could and the way that that certain businesses could. You know, I mean, it's funny because it's one of these few things in American politics between them and Google that the the far left and far right agree on. (laughs) Um, I don't think the far right quite understands the reasons for it but um, and and how much it may, in fact, hurt them uh, electorally should this happen. But, uh, you know, they always learn their lessons so well. And without any kind of violent reaction to it. So nothing to worry about there. Well, you know, my views on, I, I think if you have any, be it right, left, centre, when the word far is placed in front of it, you are automatically a dick. Um, <laughs> if you are far right, far left, you know, far centre, far medium, <laughs> I don't care. When we, when the word far is placed, what that means is the person I'm referring to as a dick. Um, <laughs> and, you know, they are as bad as each other. Two cheeks of the same arse, as they were memorably called. Uh, uh, and it's true. Over here at the moment, we've got a lot of this climate protesting going on. Yeah. Well, yeah. you've basically got these really hairy people. Um, they're always very hairy. And they block people getting to their work. They, because they mean a manscaper. <laughs> they they do they do they keep fucking coming back for adverts man I don't I don't understand it at all and um obviously our audience must have you know there's, there's well, a I'm, lot I'm sure your demographics tables. look a lot like look a lot like mine where it's 94 percent male and the vast majority oh, yeah. of that is between like the ages of 35 and 44 so so I assumed they would be more like you know more like us yeah not yeah. walking about with. <laughs> Their balls looking like Kojak, but um, <laughs> apparently, apparently not. And, and Manscaped keep coming back. They keep, you know, saying, right, here's a script. And I keep saying, I'm not saying I shave my balls because I don't. And they're like, well, just keep doing what you're doing because it's working. And my adverts are basically like, here, perverts, um, <laughs> if you're going to do this disgusting thing, then do it by by this method and <laughs> yeah, they, they, they keep coming back and we we just you know because there's certain demographics i think that, that we'd be good for um i never ever thought it would be genital topiary um <laughs> and yeah and yeah here we are with it so yeah, I, I, I don't remember this episode of Mad Men. this this is uh 
It's a slightly mm. different subject. Maybe I should maybe I should do what he did for the cigarettes, you know, and just go <laughs> balls. The flavour is toasted in. <laughs> you know, see if see if that'll do it. But I I I, I, I they keep coming back, and I'm sort of like, you know, if if you know, are you sure? Um, and they're like, yeah, 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 brilliant. And I'm like, oh, all right. You know, I get like NordVPN. They they advertise where there's a lot, and uh, it's quite funny because obviously you're not allowed to say, uh, <laughs> you know, watch your TV using. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you said that. She, if anyone's listening, I didn't say that. So you know, you're sitting there going, obviously, you know, internet security, which is is important. Yeah, you know, it's very important. Um, but I've never, I, I didn't realize it was possible to do a wink. On a, on a, you know, basically a radio show, but you can apparently just go and, of course, it has other uses. Wink, um, <laughs> you know, and it's just so funny. And again, you know, you and I, I think we we've spoken about this before on shows, and it's like, just stop the fucking rule. It's like it's see uh, the war on, yeah, see the war yeah, on not well, being able you, to watch. See the thing, you come to a day like yesterday, you got a full slate of matches, and not a single one's on television. Exactly. Why, 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 why are we having to, to, to fight? Just stop. It's dumb. It's antiquated. It's, it's, it, it makes no sense. And also, you know, it, it comes back to this whole, well, the bigger problems in Scottish football altogether. But us and them should be able to go out and negotiate all of our own media and television contracts without anything coming from the SPM, just like Barca and Madrid do. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there is one league distribution contract but one they they get an overwhelming say in how it's put together and two they can go out and sell all their own rights separate from that and, and you but, shouldn't have to go through court dougie park shouldn't have to be taking court action to, you know it doesn't yeah. make any goddamn sense look rangers versus aberdeen and or hibs versus celtic one of them should be on the telly um yep. the, the, there's just no getting away from that but i i, I tend to think of the you know the the war on internet showing internet football to be a wee bit like the war on drugs you you can't win it um no. it's just it's too big it's too yeah, I, I hate so, to, you know for the people who haven't been paying attention the war on drugs has been won by drugs, drugs. yes <laughs> quite overwhelmingly uh, actually yeah dr- drugs <laughs> has taken this drugs has has won this match in a quite straightforward fashion um <laughs> it, it was it was drugs in the seventh by tko um <laughs> And it's the same with us. It's like, you know, ah, well, we've taken down some broadcaster in, you know, the Cayman Islands and uh, who has started up again within minutes of you doing yeah. that. So how much money did you spend to do that? Uh, right. OK. And it's just, you know, just be sensible. And especially if the, if the broadcaster, and I, I would absolutely say this, if the broadcaster aren't showing a live game at that time, yeah. I do think that the club should be allowed to go, OK, we'll show our own game. Um, and and people should have the option to go and pay for it because it's just ridiculous that that you know these these particular match in this day and age. Um, and and again the argument is oh stop people going to the game. Well, no it won't. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't believe that to be the case at all. I certainly wouldn't go. Ah, well it's on years the telly. And years and years of empirical evidence of that yeah, not says, being that's the case not whatsoever. True. Um. And also, though, if you are going to be, you know, maybe it's not the worst thing in the world if you do save someone a journey from Glasgow to um, 
to, to, to the Highlands on the 31st of December, for example. You know, maybe it's not the worst idea when the roads are terrible and, and busy and whatnot. But, um, yeah, if Sky can't be asked to, to do the job properly that they paid the money for, then, yeah, why shouldn't clubs go? Oh, well, OK, we'll, we'll do it. And Rangers did yesterday. You know, the match was available right across the UK. But this idea of... Um, haha, it's, it's geo-blocked so nobody can watch it, and yeah, they can and, and stop it. I think that's probably what annoys me the most with stuff like that, it's just this pretending that it'll be okay um, it won't, right? You've well, it was like the, the, the EPL asking the, the, the new Saudi uh, owner, like can we make sure that you guys stop showing illegal streams coming from Saudi? Yeah, we'll, we'll get right on that, and what, mm. what we're going to do is we're going to package this up and we're just going to send it right about 200 feet across the border into Yemen, uh, mm-hmm. where, where we're basically conducting our own civil war for the fuck of it. Yeah. And we'll just we'll do it from there. Don't worry about it. But it won't be from Saudi Arabia. I can tell you that much right now. Promise. Saudi Arabia, I tell you. Saudi Arabia, that is ridiculous. We're not. We're not. What about 500 feet over there? Well, that's not Saudi Arabia, mate. So... <laughs> Sorry. And again, they spend a fortune and they trumpet it and they go, look, we've achieved. And you're like, sorry, mate, I was too busy watching the football on this Yemeni yeah. channel. What were you saying? Um, and and, and it, I, I think it's just that sheer bloody mindedness and that, you know, things are, it, it's the old argument. People who deal in what should be rather than what is, I think I find particularly annoying. Um, you know, live, live in the real world. And the same as I say with these protests that are over here that um, if you're genuine about wanting change, then what you try to do is bring people around to your point of view. If you're just having an intellectual wank, which is I want to sit and feel clever, then you do what they're doing because all they're doing is pissing off ordinary people. So you're not going to bring them around to your cause by doing that. Um, Interestingly enough, though, (laughs) after nine months of the rail service in Scotland being all but shut down, on a Sunday due to a ScotRail strike, um, they announced, the, the the union who were doing it announced that they were going to strike during this climate change yeah. thing in, in Glasgow. Um, like every day rather than just on the, the Sunday. And wouldn't you just know it, Shane, it got fixed. The, the, the contract, kept, look, look at that. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy how direct, how direct labor action works? Well, also, though, um, how little... You know, the people think of us. So yeah. in Scotland, you know, ah, fuck you. It could have gone on forever as far as we can see. We couldn't give a fuck about you being disrupted. Some important people fly in for a fortnight. Oh, shit, we better get that fixed. Yeah, that Finnish uh, Prime Minister is pretty good looking. We got we got to get this stuff fixed here. <laughs> to, to, to be fair, she has. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How come we never get politicians like that? Yeah, I, you I, look I, at I, Denmark and yeah, Norway. In fact, they've always got some... In Scandinavian. Yeah, really beautiful people. And then you sort of look round, we've got like Anne Widdicombe, um, Susan Aitken, you know, um, Nancy Pelosi, and you're kind of like, hang on here. We have, we've been taken for a ride with this. This is not, well, this hopefully is not, not hopefully not on that ride, but yes. No, no, not, not led to that. That would be a, 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 a frightening. <laughs> yeah, nobody, nobody wants that. Um, that, oh, that would be really unpleasant. Uh, housekeeping here quick uh ian mayor signed up for the 499 support on the crow pod if you would like to support us actually you can just go into like the show notes wherever you're listening to this at whether it's spotify or acast or whatever you got on there's a link down there to do it and uh, also our buddies copeland streetwear 
Go buy shit from them because they have good shit. Everybody likes they do. Shit. They have very good shit. They, they absolutely do. Um, uh, they, uh, I, I've got some stuff from, including I've got little um, dog collars. The, yeah, I've got the, you know, the white bar scarf um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. with with Buffle's name on it. I've got the pink bar scarf with Doodle's name on it. And I've got the classic 94-95 original purple top, not the current oh, horror yes. show with <laughs> Tilly's name on it from Copeland Streetwear. So I'm actually, we're currently a four dog family because my stepdaughter's dog is here at the moment and it's just fucking chaos. Um, <laughs> just, just constantly like, it, it's like having a baby and that when they nap, we nap yeah. because otherwise you just don't. And last night in bed, I had Tilly lying on my chest, Nala between my legs, Betty on my shoulder and Daisy at my side. And I thought to Sally, I'm going to have to put the cover down. And she's like, why? I said, cause I'm fucking roasting. I've got four dogs on me. <laughs> You know, it's like, it's like fucking they're like four radiators sitting atop you. But uh, that did cheer me up after, you know, the really shitty game last night. Uh, so. was, there was a guy that came in. So I, was, I was down watching the, the match at the pub. And the uh, guy brought his little puppy, little black lab. It's maybe, oh, I don't know, nine, nine, 12 weeks old, something like that. Just, you know, yeah. happiest thing in the world. And right away, she was like, that guy likes dogs. I'm going I'm to go hang out with that. I was like, yep, bring her over here. I got that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm like that as well. It's like, yeah, yeah, bring a dog here. And then I don't need to talk to humans. Especially at full time there. there. There was, yeah, there was nobody that I really wanted to have a dialogue with. So. Well, we had a night out um, for the Heart and Hand guys, uh, and yet again, you didn't show up, uh, which was which was disappointing. Tra- 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 uh, well, yeah, travel. I didn't know the, I didn't know the trains were going to be back on. Yeah, well, of course, ah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, the trains were still off at the time, so I'll accept that. Um, but we had one last Friday night, uh, and we had you know uh, we booked a wee bit in a bar just to go and hang out, and because there's like twenty of us, so showing up at a pub would would have been you know just, yeah. just a bit awkward. No, yeah. um, Aye, and it was it was really nice with a good time, but uh, it was a dog friendly pub, and I thought shit, I could have brought the pups, which <laughs> you know would have been extremely cool. Uh, um, and I like this; it's becoming more common that you're allowed to, because it was a modern thing that you weren't. Obviously, for for decades in pubs, you were allowed to bring a dog yeah. in, you know, the whole, yeah. you know, old guy sitting, um, and then it, it got stopped for a bit, and now they they seem to be bringing it back. And yeah, more more dogs in pubs, please. Um, who who wouldn't want that? Dogs in open fires. Don't put the two together. I'm just we, saying that we at this time have, of year. At my uh, my my one local uh, Mary's place here, which is um, is it's the oldest bar in town. It's a little dive bar, good blues bar, but you know they, they were always very dog friendly. And I would always take my little, I had a little um, that was it, like a beagle beagle uh, uh, schnauzer mix at the time. So she'd always come down there with me and hang out, just let her off the leash. She'd run around, everybody give her treats, blah blah blah. I bring her in one day, and Jack he goes, "Hey Shane, like I hate to do this to you." You know, you, you can't bring you can't bring dog down anymore. I was like, why? He goes, well, you, you know, Nora. And I said, yeah. He goes, yeah. So Nora keeps bringing her dog down here, and you know, we don't like her, so we don't want to have to have a discussion about why other people's dogs are allowed in and and hers is not. <laughs> so uh, what what that, she she brought her this girl who we we took to calling Reptar uh, for people who ever watched Rugrats. Reptar was the Godzilla creature. Uh, in the cartoon, 
she'd come in one night with a dog and just let off. And this was not a pub friendly dog. It was a scared and timid dog. Um, uh, you know, yeah. so the strike that, one. That, it, that's it, not, that's and you not have to know that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's not, not fair on the dog. No. Don't do that to them. But then, like, agree. she's getting fucked up and she keeps getting her very sad upper body portion out of her shirt, right? Which no one oh, knows. No one's impressed no. with. So she flashes John, the bartender, and John goes, Nora, it's the last fucking time, man. Put those things away. <laughs> and he's like, Nora, I wish I had two more hands so I get those titties four thumbs down. She <laughs> was like, I mean, white drops out we're like please please no one likes you why are you here like just, you're, not, just you're don't, not welcome don't have oh god you know uh, uh, oh well, i'm just i'm just appalled on so many levels just, just keep your your inside parts inside yeah. for the start off right that's that's yeah. a good idea well it's, it's uh, like a sunday you know it's sunday evening we're down there watching a ball game you know like i don't, I don't give it it's there you know okay yes if you were very well proportioned maybe we could have a conversation about it once but not continually doing it when everybody's there like no stop it i just think people feel awkward anyway even if you've you know got great you know or yeah. you had a you were hung like a horse even so if you you whip it out i mean what, what are people meant to say yeah, i don't know, hey, yeah exactly it's lovely yeah. Um, yep. that, yeah, look, look it, at the, look it, at the it, cock on that guy. Yeah, look at it. Whoa, <laughs> winked at me. Um, it, it's you know you just you, you can you you need to you need to just have a bit of respect for other people's shit. Um, and certainly you know with a dog. The the thing is, if I took my dogs, as you know, Telly would be fine. Wee tiny puppy, no problems yeah. at all. Betty would be okay. Um, Daisy, who just loves people but gets overwhelmed um by excitement. Uh, to the point where I actually had to sit and calm her down because she found a piece of cardboard and she was so excited and desperate to show Sally and me this piece of cardboard that her heart rate was nearly skipping. She's like, I don't think you understand just how great this piece of cardboard actually <laughs> is. And whenever she meets a new person, she's just, you know, she, she's beside herself with joy and excitement. So I, I, if I took her to a pub, then I, I genuinely think, first of all, I'd need to have, you know, like a, a, a doggy defib on hand, just in case she <laughs> she'd be like, this is the greatest moment. I look at all these people. But the other thing about it is, is she's fucking built like a tank to the point where yeah. Sally and I rinsed it at the bottom of the garden. She's got a small gymnasium um, in which she goes down and does, you know, weights and then comes back up. So <laughs> when Daisy's being friendly with you, it sort of feels like you're getting you know, attacked by, by like, you know, Mr. Burns' weight where he presses the button and the, yeah. the weight drops on you. It's kind of like that. This, <laughs> this white blur belts in and it's just leaping the next thing you're on your ass. So, um, like, we, we, we joke, the most commonly said thing in this house is, hello, Daisy, oofed! Um, <laughs> because that that's generally how it goes. But, yeah, more dog-friendly pubs, and I think we would we would all agree yeah. the world is slightly well, happier place. Boys. Yeah. yeah. See, um, I, I, I like I like taking mine sometimes, but it's not. And she's wonderful. She's the calmest dog in the world. Everybody fucking loves her. Great dog. But she sheds a lot when she's out, and that's you know. And I feel bad. I'm like there having to clean listen, up. Listen, yeah. Know. Listen, mate, I'm sorry, but that will not be the worst thing that is no, found no. a bar the next day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. I'm not having that as a as an issue. Um, we've all seen. 
you know, but what I'm finding quite funny in bars at the moment, and obviously I'm I'm sober when I'm in them, um, but see the amount of discarded masks uh, yeah. that that are strewn across the place. Um, around the what, car park and just yeah, yeah pe- people on the pool um just just ripping these things off um just before they you know just before they they copulate i suppose um I, I, to be fair i don't think there are many great movies in which the the love interest go to kiss but they're both wearing surgical masks <laughs> i don't I, think I, that, that yeah gone with the I, wind it, didn't have that I don't. I don't even know what the requirements are in Illinois anymore because everybody's just kind of stopped doing. It. I, I I think it's you know in Chicago. I'm I'm assuming there's still a mandate and they are pretty good at enforcing it in there. But if there is one out here, I don't fucking know anymore. And like I always just I make sure I always have like a bandana in my back pocket, you know, just in case I go in somewhere and like don't make me tap the sign kind of a thing, you know, because I'm not averse to putting it on. But I just don't know that where and when I'm supposed to have it anymore. <laughs> um, see, in terms of that, I, I'm kind of glad that we've got to the the time of year that we've had because I've started to put on, you know, like the the snood style yeah. mask yeah. Um, instead of a scarf because I'm getting so fed up. We just take mask off, put mask yeah. on, take mask yeah. off, put it in pocket. Pick well, mask. that's that's why I started um, wearing bandanas all the time because yeah. you know you just pull it down and you just feel well. That's the same with that. Yeah, you yeah. just you pull it up and then you can drop it yeah. down and it's it's easy and you don't have to keep fidgeting with it because the the way we've got it this this half arse daft what right so you need it when you're walking into a bar. And you need it when you're walking up to your seat, and then you don't need it. But yeah. then if you go to the toilet, you need it. Got to put it back up. Yeah, um, yeah. See, I, and, I, and I think that's what it. I think that's what it still technically is here. And I'm sure, you know, if if I want the places besides, you know, my usual couple spots, I, I might get mm. involved in that sort of situation. But I don't, so I don't really worry about it. No, and it, it it's, it's it's totally box ticking, you know. We need yeah. to do something. This yeah. is something. Therefore, we must do this. You know, it's that. It's that syllogism. It's that. It's a logical progression that that is based off of a kind of rather bad idea and and floats on from there. And yeah, I think that we've been. You know, we're all kind of so. So last week, I was so fed up with. Where did I put my what pocket? Because it's like a ticket, a train ticket, isn't it? You're sort of like, oh, yeah, fuck, yeah, that digging all over. And I so was especially doing if it, you got like, like a coat on, things. you're going through all the. You're like, God yeah, damn it. I thought, oh, for fuck I don't sake. So, somewhere. so yeah, I just I, I got just the, the kind of black scarfy snood thing and just up down up down. Yeah. Um, when I was at the game last night because it was just plus it was you know was, it, it was kind of needing it chilly, wasn't it? The, so yeah, yeah, it wasn't it the nicest of night. You know, we have we definitely um I like autumn right. I'm I'm yeah. a big autumn fan. You oh, that on your story? Yeah, I I am Mister <laughs> Autumn Man. Yep. That's me, right? Striding in my woolen knitwear with the scarf and the 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 the, the cinnamon latte. That's you know that that is me. Um, because I mentioned this before, I uh, have uh, can't say it properly because I've got a slight list, but I have uh, synesthesia, yeah, which is the condition where your senses get slightly mixed up. It's not a problem, um, and it's not harmful. <laughs> In any, no, it's not. It's just it's a thing, and basically your senses get slightly confused. So, um, especially with music, I can identify it to a colour or a season or whatever. And and so I've got lots of you know music for each part of the year, 
where it suggests bright colours, it suggests autumnal colours or whatever. I see colours when I hear music. It's pretty, you know, it can be cool. Oh, hold, um, hold on, hold on, David. We've we got, we got a surprise for, for our listeners here, if I can make this thing work. Guess who's here? Is it Todd, is it? Todd. Da, 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 da. Todd! Da, da, da. Todd! He's not here. You like to me. Todd! Todd! Yes. Todd! Hello! Todd Hello. Van Allen's here. Hi, Todd. <laughs> I, did, I did tell you last night, Todd. Huh? I did tell you last night. What did you I tell didn't, me? I didn't, I didn't drop this on you now. That I had to do an hour earlier today. Okay. And that, you didn't so, now, now that Todd's here, what we're going to do is, David's going to finish telling us his story. Okay. Todd, mm-hmm. going on. Todd Van Allen, of course. Mm-hmm. I have. Right. Uh, and then we're going to do all your questions. And then me and Todd are going to talk when, when David leaves us. So, okay. yeah. you so, get, so yeah. just in, in my defense, uh, my phone has been uh, repaired up to and including an hour ago. All right. Okay. So I saw, so. I saw that. What, what was it? You say like, Mr. Van Allen, can you please call us about your phone? that's done under repair. Like, yeah. What am I calling you? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. I get that a lot with, um, with the bank, you know, when I'm trying to reset the app. And they're like, you uh, know, you can do this on an app. I really can't. <laughs> right? I, I trust me on this one, guys. It's it's not happening. Um. So yeah, I was just talking about like autumn, and and I love autumn, best time of the year, unless it's pushing with rain and biblical mm-hmm. floods. So we, I must admit that at this stage of human evolution, I thought we would have had some sort of like big shield around the world that could go up when it's raining and just say look you know we need some rain for the farmers i get it we don't need that much so somebody you know press the button the shield goes goes round, and you're like right that'll that'll deal with the rain and it'll all just drop off and fall off at the bottom it'll fall off at the south pole so and and they're always talking about how it's melting down there so that would probably turn the ice as well so actually when you think about it it's quite beneficial that we that we do this for okay, for the polar okay, bears and that. I, I think I think if we do a logistical study on this. You might find some of the shortcomings here. Well, <laughs> you, you don't come to me with problems, Shane. Come to me with solutions. Um, you know, that you're an American, not an American, right? I thought it's a Canadian, uh, right? I want you guys to to you know to focus in on making things happen, not 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 making things happen. <laughs> I'm not not licking toads. <laughs> Save me, Jeebus. Save uh, me, Jeebus. <laughs> how are you? How am I? I, you know what? Shite, speaking of nostalgia. Speaking uh, of nostalgia. We, we we spoke for twenty minutes at the start about how it's just been shite. Yeah. Well, this is something, and I um I had forgotten all about this, and it wasn't until uh, yesterday that it really came to me. I fucking hate Scott Brown. I had forgotten. Mm. I had forgotten how much that Weasley little shit is. Um, uh, not bad. I will say this. I, I and 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 everyone is in the same mood, and I yeah. and I totally get it. And again, when the flagship episode comes out, I'm usually a day or two behind because it has to clear customs to get mm. to Canada. And so uh, I woke up to the Canadian sports app announcing the death of Walter Smith, which I thought like that's a nice touch. And it sort of explains how revered he was Mm. internationally. Just like the fact that the score app dedicated time to 
they don't even cover Scottish football, but yeah. they covered this, right? Um, and it, it it was a hit in the gut, and it was uh, uh, you know not great, but uh, you know he he was a wonderful man and did so much for the club, and you know his record speaks for itself, um, and his love for the club also speaks for itself. So I got what? the, and I know the flagship was recorded before this all happened. Yeah. No. Right. Absolutely. Wait, were, were you still shocked to hear me though when it starts? No, 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 no. That that wasn't that wasn't the thing. What That's I, what he's I, building to, isn't it? Yeah. He's, he's, this is going to be a sore one for Shane. You, no. you, Todd, Todd, he's had a hard week, and you're going to just a bit, know. you know. I, I will, I will, I will telegraph this right now. Shane doesn't enter into sort of my yes. quandary on this okay i've had a it's, tough week and you're about it, to get stuck into me it was no 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 that, it has nothing is, to do with you awful I'm, I'm this is what i'm saying i'm already in a in a in a, in a somber mood it's like okay well at least uh i i get to listen to both of my friends talking about the the week at hand and uh still with you know the the death of walter smith looming over my mind hit play on the thing and the first thing i'm faced with is dave doing one of his meta ads about how he hates doing ads for ball shaving <laughs> and that was my intro my first voice of the rain and it has nothing to do with 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 david yourself it has everything to do with the timing of everything and ad placement <laughs> that's all it was it just yeah I, it's like i, I, it's, I was it, it's like when you listen to uh, um, uh, Mark Maron's podcast, WTF, and you listen to it uh, as he's um, uh, mourning the death of his girlfriend that occurred recently. And he does sort of that intro at the beginning where it's and it's gut wrenching and you're hearing just how welled up he is about the death of his partner. And it's just a kick in the balls to him. And he's been through so much. And with the pandemic and everything, and then this happens, and then there's a pause and go, this episode brought to you by Squarespace. Yeah. Squarespace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, um, I was, you know, Sally woke me up on Tuesday with the news about Walter, and she correctly said I knew you would want to know as soon as, soon as you know, I knew. And um, I came down the stair, and I'm talking to everyone, and talk to you guys, and devastated, just absolutely devastated, tears, you know, the whole thing. Um, and then in bounces my puppy with a football, and it is that contrast, that sort of like, I know you're obviously really sad, but fuck up, I'm hungry. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and you know, and it, it did bring a kind of smile when a time when when there weren't many of them kicking about. Um, yeah, um, oh, I was fucking horrible, and it, it still hasn't lifted. You know, we, no. we, we, we did just so you know, Todd. We did, yeah, we speak at the start, and then we apologised for, yeah, a kind of changing tone. But otherwise, we would all three of us be in tears at this point. I don't sure. think I'm sure the listeners have shared enough this week as well. We all have, well, well, but. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, the good thing is all the questions we're going to do them now that all three of us are here have to do with Walter, but they're all they're all fairly happy, you know, yes. like good good memory stuff. Not let's let's sit here and cry for a while. Stuff. Right. So let's, let's, let's just dive right in here. Uh, our buddy Chris, you want to know Walter's top three games at Rangers in terms of uh, his his game management? And I, I I hit my three pretty quick, but I'm I'm curious to see. Uh, what 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 you guys got first? Uh, the the three best Walter game management was that. Yes, yes. So went off. Well, obviously, St. Madden. Yeah, the nine man. That was one. Have you ever? <laughs> it was when he walked forward, told Ali to fuck off back to the dugout. Yeah, 
and yep. took command. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the most impressive bits of leadership I've ever seen. It's like, right, I gave you a go, now fuck off. The the, yep. the big dogs needed here. <laughs> um, the one with Mixu Patalainen, where uh, Rangers had just had a red card and the team was was kind of losing shape. So Walter goes over um, and starts a fight, basically, with Mixu Patalainen. Yep. And <laughs> in the ensuing chaos, if you watch, Kenny McDowell has been sent out to give instructions to the team. Uh, mm-hmm. So basically, Walter created this huge diversion, and it worked because we won the game. You won now with 10 men. Uh, and then the third one, can, can I just with, stop you right there? Every time you say his name, I can't not hear it in the song. Mitsu Padalainen. It's always <laughs> every single damn time. Thank, thank you, well, Miller. Um, over here, um, uh, placing a bet uh, is, was known as putting a line on, you know, a line nice. on a horse, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so over here now, it has been for years called a mixu. Where, <laughs> nice, uh, nice. I'm going to mixu put a line on. And... Uh, yeah, he, he mixu. I've got a, actually a good mixu part line of story. My friend used to be the customer services manager uh, and various other things at Hibs back in the late nineties, early two thousands, and yeah, that was when I first got to know Kevin Thompson actually. And she used to say to me, you know, if Rangers were they playing or if Rangers were at Hibs to come through and I'd get hospitality and everything. And, and given you know, alcoholic, free drink, I'm going. Yeah. So. After the, the, do you remember years ago, Hibs beat Hearts 6-2? And yep. Yes. Pat yes. and scored a hat trick. Yep. Well, I was in the the, the kind of lounge afterwards, um, and all the Hibs players came up to sell it. Alex McLeish was the manager at the time. And Mixu Pat Alainen, uh, they were sponsored by Carlsberg. So uh-huh. he was, his round <laughs> was four cans of Carlsberg each time. So he's just absolutely pissed. He's basically there in his pants, which was a sight to behold, on top of tables, slathered in beer like Stone Cold Steve Austin. And he's just necking these cans of... He's he's so drunk. So Alex McLeish walked up to Jenna and said, no more for him. And she's like, you fucking tell him. I'm not telling him. (laughs) And and, And he's like, it's your job. You tell him no more for him. So the next thing he goes up to the bar, four cans of Carlsberg, please. And she goes, I've been told not to give you any more. He's like, well, that's ridiculous. I'm fine. As he's there in these pants covered in booze. Um, And she's like, Mixu, I can give you a soft drink, but I can't give you any more alcohol. So the next thing, Mixu Patalainen's wife comes up incredibly sheepishly, (laughs) sober, and goes, can I have four cans of Carlsberg, please? Oh, hilarious. (laughs) Hilarious. And Jenna just burst out laughing and gave her them. Um and oh man, it was a sight to behold. But uh and the third one, nineteen ninety one, the title game against Aberdeen when Rangers had about three fit players. How the fuck Walter managed us to that victory that day, I'll never know. Right. You got two of mine. Todd. <laughs> uh see, the first two came to me wicked's easy. It was it was the home and away legs for uh against Leeds United. Okay. And then I was, I toyed with St. Mirren, but I couldn't decide which old firm game to pick. And I was so, really stymied. My, uh, yeah, so I, I, I had the Aberdeen and the, the St. Mirren game, but then the, what was it the, the semifinal when we were down to 10 men for yep. 84 minutes 
And uh, yeah. So that that that, that 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 was my old firm match. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'd be uh, hard pressed to pick another one outside of that because yeah, it was the ten men. Yeah, that, that was. Yeah. Well, the, the first two after he got back, because that, that squad was yeah, fucking shattered. Know and he was just like, you know what? You're better than these fuckers. We're going to beat them. Like, yeah. that's that's the, it. The, the Eagle <laughs> one was huge. Celtic had been running all over us for ages and couldn't get near them. Walter shows up. He's got Philip Sebo up front. You know, no disrespect, but, you know. No. Um, <laughs> away at Parkhead, Celtic are the champions. are miles ahead of us. Walter's back in town. Of course we beat them. And it was like, you could just sense everyone in that stadium at their end was like, oh, fuck, I remember this. Um, <laughs> and that was how it was going to be, because he just absolutely had their number. It didn't matter what they did. Walter would always find a way to just make sure that we had a bit more than them. And that one yeah. was, was really special. Mm-hmm. Oh... Walter's best and worst signing, Stu S. Oof. Best? I mean, it's Wildrup or Gascoigne, yeah, surely. Um, so I was thinking about this, because I actually, last night I spent a bit of time and I did some homework, and I went through the years that Walter was manager and saw who came into the club around those times. So you're right, Loudrop, um he had 116 appearances with us and 33 goals and Gascoigne had 74 appearances and 30 goals. Yeah. George Alberts had 156 ah. appearances and 58 goals. Yeah. To find George at nowhere, well, not nowhere. I mean, it's Hamburg. <laughs> right. But you know what I mean? To, to, to pick it. Yeah. George was a special. So that, that's a great shout rather than the obvious ones. Um, yeah. I think um, for me, though, because again, if we just say Loudrop or Gascon, because they were the best, mm-hmm. you know, two of the best players we've ever had. For me, how's this for a bit of transfer business? The three foreigners rule comes in. Sure. Walter sells Chris Woods, who wouldn't mm-hmm. have been able to play for 1.2 million and buys Andy Gorham for 1 million. Yeah. Right. Yep. How's that for a bit of, yep. we were in profit for that. And that's yeah. after, get, uh, this is not to slide Chris Woods, who was a magnificent goalkeeper, mm-hmm. but, you know, he was. He, we'd had the best of him. Yep. And to sell him, that, that to me is perfect transfer business. You, yeah. you sell a guy at the top end of his value, but when you've had right. the best of him and you replace him with better, cheaper, um, and that's outstanding work. And as, as we're sitting here talking about outfield players as the best signing, you'd be hard pressed to not put Gorham on that list as well as a man who, first of all, top of his game when, when we got him and just the, his ability to single-handedly pull us out of the muck so many times. Um, The thing is with a goalkeeper as well, the opposition can't stop him being great. You know, that was, that was Celtic's problem for years that, didn't matter. You know, you, you can't really come up with a tactical plan. If a guy's going to do what he would do, then you're like, ah, fuck. Right. Can I can I also throw three out there that not not best in terms of like sort of what they did, but sort of like one historical, but two what they went on to do for us. Yeah. Um. Uh. So uh, Richard Goff was a signing of his in '97. He came back. Yeah. But historically, mm-hmm. he was great. Um. I would also throw into that pile um, Stephen Davis. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who uh, has um, had at that point 140 games and 18 goals. Um, but then there's also uh, the uh, lesser shouted um, Craig Moore. Yeah. 
who originally signed with us in yeah. 93. Originally signed in 93, 73 appearances, four goals. My favorite Craig Moore moment was it was one of the games following immediately after New Year's. Like it was what, like like a January 2nd game or January 1st game, something like that. And the camera's on Craig Moore and the commentator goes, Craig Moore uh, seems to be moving a bit, uh, a bit gingerly today. And um, he collects the ball, traps it. Passes it off, takes two steps, vomits, <laughs> and then wipes his mouth and jogs on. And then the announcer goes, seems to be moving more freely now. <laughs> yeah. I I actually loved a suggestion I saw on Twitter last night that said that the manager should have, um, when picking his team, should have picked it in tribute to Walter and should have had Goldson at left back, yeah. Simpson in, in midfield. Um, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, Walter, who was magnificent at spotting a centre back, when you think about it, you know, Bouguera, uh, Quella, Davy Weir, Ugo, well, you see, know, that, 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 that that's time. my second shout, except, you know, for the second era, is bring him here in. Oh, just stabilize yeah. everything from that point. Genius. Yeah. And, and there's a legit argument that Quella and Boogie and Wilson. Yeah. They're never the same when they didn't have them next to them. It, it, the, the subsequent careers kind of prove that. But um, yeah, I think that that in, in terms of his ability to spot a centre half, he was brilliant. He also, and this is one for Todd's family, in, in 1998 brought in a very, very young Italian centre half called Marco Materazzi to Everton. Mm-hmm. Now, he didn't have the best of times. He was very young, probably too young to, to be abroad. He did no bad after that um, <laughs> World Cup yeah, he's, winning Champions he's, he's League. He's won a couple. Won, won a couple yeah, yeah, yeah. But Walter yeah. did achieve at Everton. He didn't quite achieve this at Rangers, but he did at Everton achieve the five at the back, all of them centre halves. Yeah. One game. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm counting on, like, his Paul Verres will be six centre halves, I think. It should be. But, I, but he, <laughs> man, he could spot a centre half. For worst signings, Jerome Rotten was... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. that was lived, right there. Although, see, but it's the thing of it, you know, it's terrible, but, like, it was almost like the board said, this is literally the only player in the world that you can sign right now. Yeah, And he shouldn't <laughs> have been that bad, because he, he had been really good. Um, yeah, the other a, one, I would say... Cup, I mean, he was a quality winger. <laughs> um, Andy Webster, although, you know, more, more uh, to do yeah. with the player right. than him. Okay. Um, first time round... I'm going to have to say that I never quite understood how Gary Ballin got to Rangers. Yeah. Cleland, yes. Cleland, Cleland was fine. Uh, you know? I'm with Cleland, you on that. Cleland was fine. Yeah. But I remember we were taking on Juventus at Ibrox. And um, uh, because of the three foreigners rule, they've got Ravinelli, Del Piero, Gianluca yeah. Vialli, Antonio Conte, Angelo Delivio, Marto Liano. Mm-hmm. We had Gary Ballin. Yeah, and it was fair to say that there was there was a lot of talk at the time that Juventus used performance and, and physique enhancing drugs. Nobody would ever make that allegation about Gary Ballin. No, yeah, no. he he actually. I'm glad you mentioned him because he actually shows up. Because I, since I had some time last night, I did a Walters, in my opinion, best eleven. But then I was like, well, what's the shit? So then I did the worst 11 and Gary Bolin figures. Um, I want to do a, uh, for mine, I want to do a, uh, hat tip to, uh, John Nicholson from the, uh, we are the people podcast. Kakar, 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 kakar. Um, 18 appearances, two goals. Absolute shit. Uh, his, uh, his, uh, memory thing was good. Cause you know, I mean, 
sure you remember when he was here, he didn't really speak a lot of English. Right. And he still doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was there, speaking of, of transfer stuff like that. So when I was going through the the pages of uh, all the th- all the all the uh, transfers that came in, because a lot of the questions were like, you know, who who is the best player that he brought in? So you're obviously you're looking at the sheets and okay, so you look at the summary of the year, what players they bring in, and for the most part, it was like five players here, four players there couple of one, two players, like when we were really at kind of the top of the game, we didn't need much tinkering with the side. There was that season right after he took over again. And I opened up the tab, and it was the 2007-2008 seasons when Walter, in earnest, uh, started again after the Coldplay, I will fix you um, uh, moment. Um, Opened up the transfers in 21 players. Yeah. Came in with a total spend, not bad though. Total spend of ten point three two pounds, uh, ten point three two million pounds. Yeah, uh, I, 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 okay. I mean, yeah, Yelovich would, Yelovich would be up there. Yelovich, on that uh, too. yeah. Um, uh, BT would be up there on the worst, but I'll never yeah. be convinced that we bought BT just in case we didn't get Yelovich and then got Yelovich. Yeah. Um, so. No, um, Yelovich was. Yelovich, however, so he got forty-five appearances with us and thirty goals. He had goals in him. Really? Was it? Oh, Yelovich was a tremendous player. Yelovich. No, no, he's fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, Well, the the two Americans also. Right. It was very nice for me with Beasley and Adu. So you're you're not counting Bedoya in there then, are you? Oh, he was (laughs) Ali. Yeah, him, him and Boca were both, uh, yeah. We're both Ali, yeah, that's yep. fair. Yep. Oh, let's see. Ultimate uh, Walter Smith six-a-side team. Yes. Uh, who was that? Jamie Kerr, my good ice hockey friend on Twitter. There we go. Uh, wow. I, I saw a great post by Don Hutchison, who played under him at Everton, and big Rangers fan Don Hutchison as well. Great player. Um, back in the day, always disappointed. We nearly signed him in 2001 and didn't. Uh, I was always gutted about that. Not as gutted as he was, I think, but um, he would have been ideal for us back then. But he said Walter came in to Everton. He said and he, he just watched the training for the first two weeks, you know, after they'd done all the preseason fitness stuff. And he said, Well, show me what they usually do. And he watched it. And he said, And then the following Monday, we were all starting to do our usual thing. And Walter walks in and went, No, nah, fuck this. This is way too soft. Right. From now on. <laughs> He goes, it's six aside with no fouls. And he said, and I, and he said, and I want to see you make the no fouls rule count. And Don Hutchison said, he said, we, we kicked the shit at each other. He said, it was fucking brilliant. He said, because we, he goes, we sorted out who the men were and who the boys were. And he said, and, and you knew who you could trust. And he said, and everybody that loved it went on to be an important player. And another great story he told was, he said, do you remember... Years ago, actually, I think a young Stephen Gerrard might have got sent off. But up until last year, it was Everton's last win at Anfield right. in 1999. The, and he said the next day, the gaffer said to us, I know you had a day off, but I'll come in, you know, in the afternoon. You don't need to get up early. He said, so we all went in. And he said, right, everybody in your club tracksuits. And we're going right to the Liverpool half of the city for something to eat. <laughs> <laughs> he said, just totally winding them up. I love that. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, let's see. Ultimately, you know, so the, the way I think about my six aside days was it was an excuse to play a little bit of football and then go get drunk, right? Right. So you want guys that are fun 
on the park, but but also people that you're going to go out. So like immediately, Shagger or him, I don't care which one, but both would be good afters. Um, I'd say like Amoroso and probably Bujera because Amoroso I like. Amoroso was a good signing as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, he never really. I mean, because he tore his Achilles ah, but he was, in a way. Yeah, but, but he was still a good yeah. signing. It, oh, yes. Water, oh, I mean, course. did he get the best of him, but he was no, still a good no. signing. Uh, yeah, and Bougera, I think, because I, I like that Mad Men defensive style uh, on the six yeah. side. Like, yeah, just I'm I'm going up the pitch. See ya. Mm. Uh, Loudrev and Gascoigne. Um, I think that's pretty mm. easy I, through the middle. And did he, so he sign? Oh, so you ahead. win the games. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and <laughs> well, and also Brian can drive us all home afterwards, hopefully. So, true, yeah. Right. yeah. And then, uh, see, I don't know who I'd go with. I'm going to go with up top. Um, hmm. If it was for the first six months. Um, see, I, I'm. I'd go, <laughs> <Marco> I, <Negri>. <laughs> no, I, absolutely. You know, Third, I, uh, I mean, if you. Marco Negri, 30, 30 appearances, 32 goals. Yeah. Um, what what the, was it, the, 23 in his first 10, wasn't it? 23 so, in 10. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. if it was that Marco Negri, you'd yeah, be right, absolutely insane not right. to pick him when you think about it. I, I'll, to mix it up a bit, I'll go Gorham and goals. Um, defenders, I will go... Oh, that's, that is a toughie, because um, he did sign some crap. I'll go Davey Weir, and I'll go... I'll go Queller because I think Queller was yes. next to Davy Weir was that was as good a defensive season as as you'll see. Um, midfield, Gaza, uh, and I've got to go with my pal KT. So Kev will go in there and up front Loudrop. All right, yeah, that works. Uh, I'm I'm deferring for the full eleven. Well, there's only <laughs> six of them, so. <laughs> <laughs> there was a question Scott's, there, Scott's like, got, what's his best Scott's got 11? five subs. That's what's yeah. I've got five subs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also, I also kind of put together a, a like, a, like a, not a full definitive list, but I also have sort of like, I did like a Walter's best eleven, a Walter's worst eleven, <laughs> and then a fringe players that I really enjoyed that, like, kind of like the cult hero guys. Mm. Nacho. Nacho. Well, he, he didn't sign Novo though. That was McLean. No, 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 no. Oh yeah, right enough. Right. Um, well noted. The well, he could be in that twenty-one list that I didn't bother looking at. Um, uh, I had I had Gorham, uh, in nets, and then a back four. It really doesn't matter because he never played them in position either. Of uh, David Weir, Ammo, uh, Sergio Perini. And David Robertson. Uh, the reason I picked David Robertson is uh, he was great. It, and, <laughs> and I always the, this one line from the Battle of Britain tape that I had, which was my first kind of introduction to Rangers outside of the um, uh, my friend who was born in Lock Hall, Lark Hall. Uh, saying, I got something you need to see. And we go into his basement and he pulls out this VHS tape. And I'm like, are we watching porn? And it's like, well, someone's getting yes. fucked. And it was old firm games. And I was like, ah, I get it. Um, but there's a, a line where the announcer is, David Robinson really caught that one a hummer. Um, I don't know how Patrick Stewart was doing the uh, play. Yeah, I was <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, salt and pepper. Um, and then uh, I kind of went... Um, uh, midfield of Alberts, Laudrup, Stephen Davis, and McCulloch. 
See, I'm, I'm thinking now Albert's in the six aside team and how horrified the goalie would be. Yes. Like, I mean, he, just him in any kind of space. Yes. <laughs> just. He would he would score from from uh, the penalty area of his own goal like like he would t- like there would be like a goal kick and he would just go I got this and then all you would see is tinkle coming down the pant leg of the opposing goalie um, Marco Negri I would take and also um, not a legend but always great uh, Kenny Miller fuck off. <laughs> Oh, this uh, is Todd's last appearance on the Crow Pod. 49 Todd. goals, jackass. <laughs> 49 goals. Yeah. Yes, he played for that. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's about how many times he's leaked something to Keith Jackson, too. Right. So. The, 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 of the guys, the, of the guys up front, uh, well, I, I can tell you, the, the guys I always kind of like had like the soft spot for, um, Antti Niemi, always liked him as like the uh, a backup and then uh you know i got to meet him when he was at southampton you know great guy he had no idea who i was and why he was meeting me um uh perini i always liked uh craig moore tony vidmar kind of like the 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 two aussies in there um gattuso yeah little did we know oh, you know it's, it's a bit like moderati yeah and uh maury sadu for yeah. sure. Uh, Morris Adu, I, I loved him at TFC. I loved him at Rangers. It was absolutely great. Um, Jonathan Johansson never wanted anything better for a player. Always loved that guy. Um, whenever he hit the field, I was like, like he was kind of like my super sub. Always had a soft spot for him. He and, was better than a lot of people give him credit for, by the way. If you look back to that 98-99 season, Jonathan Johansson mm-hmm. scored a shitload of goals. I think he had yeah. over 20. Yeah. And... Uh, I'm also going to throw Gord Dury in there because yeah. there was a, there was a moment and I think it was an international match and it was thing where he got like this crunching tackle against him. It was just horrible. And so he stands up and the camera's on him and he just kind of brushes himself off. He looks at the guy off camera. That's, um, uh, that, that just did him. And he just kind of beckons to him with two fingers and they immediately snap the camera away. And it's like, Oh, the mind races as to what just happened there. It was like, <laughs> it's like a far side cartoon where there's a loaded gun pointing at someone. It's like, okay, what's, what's the next frame? Um, well, you, you, you mentioned far side. So we have an obligatory joke at this point. I will talk mm-hmm. to my good friend, Mr. Shane, Shane, if you will. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> Um, do you want to, do you want to hear the, do you want to hear the shit 11? Yeah. yeah, yeah on, can, can I say quick, I'm, I'm, we've gotten all the way through this and none of us have mentioned big dunk and that's kind of, that, that's, a that is true. That is true. Because our, our friend sub Duncan Ferguson on Twitter will cry. If you are about to go down the, the only road that you can go down with the, the Aldi Hately, um, but Dunk will be sitting there clutching his video copy of Dunk's three goals at our broth and uh, telling us how 14 appearances, um, you know, 12 weeks in jail. Uh, Yeah. Um, Yeah, Dunk will be sitting there and I just can't be arsed with the DMs in which he accuses me of, I mean, they're, they're very emotive, the DMs, when you, when you, um, criticizing you point out that he wasn't fit to to lace Mark Hately's boots, uh, <laughs> which which I stand by incidentally. Um, but uh, yeah, so so we don't want to insult Duncan Ferguson, who was a complete utter waste of money for Rangers. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't 
we're not going to say that we could have spent that money on a big party on the centre mm-hmm. circle for all the fans, and it would have been more fucking used to Rangers. <laughs> We're not going to go down that road. Oh, you know, I, I, we we can take Haitley because he didn't. He brought him back, right? He did. You can include Haitley, yes. So yeah, what a, uh, listen, we oh, do need perfect. to give a bit of credit to that yeah. because <laughs> it didn't matter. It didn't matter what state Mark Haitley was in or his fitness or anything. When he showed up, the Tims lined their fucking drawers and they <laughs> did that day as well because they were like, oh shit, it's him again. <laughs> a genius move. All right, I'll, I'll, put, I'll put him up front in my six aside then. That, 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 right. That'll work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, right, let's, let's rifle through the bad ones so we can get David out of here because he, he's okay. got a look at the top. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, right, what, right away, well, we got uh, uh, Andreas Belecta or whatever up front. I mean, he's got to be in there, right? He, he did score a few goals for his quite important ones uh, at the yeah, end of that. Yeah. Velichka, eight appearances, four goals. Uh, my two up front, uh, based on sheer numbers alone. And I took Haitley out of this. And I took out um, Jaziri because he never appeared. Um, but based on appearances and goal tally, Paul Rideout, 12 appearances, was, one goal. He was all right. Yeah, one goal. One goal. And remember, at that point, we didn't do squad rotation, so he basically sat on the fucking bench. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Basil Boley. Yeah. yeah. 28 no, appearances, two goals. Uh, you My, know, I mean, I'd, I'd put Solanko up there just because of how much we spent yeah. on him. Uh, honorable really mention to Seb Rosenthal. Yeah. What that's fault. <laughs> I'll rattle through my one to eleven, then I'll leave you, gentlemen. Um, mm-hmm. In goals, Teo Snelders, the world's biggest shite bag. Um, <laughs> just uh, awful human being, basically. Um, left back, Stally Stensas, uh, yep. a young man who looked as though he'd been introduced to the to the concept of sport as an endeavour about mm-hmm. half an hour before he signed. Um, Centre-backs, I'll have Basil Bowley in there because, good lord. Um, uh, <laughs> um, and next time, although he wasn't, you know, the, next time I'll have Andy Webster and at right-back I will have Gary Ballin. Into the midfield area, we'll have Derek McInnes, not because he was particularly bad, just because I hate him. Um, so he, he can... He can play in there. Um, Jerome Rotten will be on mm-hmm. the right. Mm-hmm. Um, on the left, uh, I'll have Gary Ball in a game. And <laughs> the, the, the three up front, I'll have uh, James. You're playing PK. a 4 3 3. 4 3 3, yeah. Uh, up front, so I'll, I'll have uh, James Beatty. And uh, God, I don't want to pick two two years that are. But uh, God, we must have had some. Oh, Salenko's got to be in there. Yeah. Um, Guy Ranley he needed a hip hop. And uh, show me someone. Know. You can play like Alan Gowan behind the two. Alan Gowan, yeah. there you go. That's yeah. a great. <laughs> so there you I go. remember I, Alan Gowan. That gentleman. Like... Okay. I need to go. David, so, thank you, listeners. You. It's good to talk to you all. All yep. of you have fun, and uh, I'll be back next week. All right. We'll see you then. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Ah, he's gone. Now, now we can talk. Woo! Finally. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. I Literally, as before I was coming on here, I just sat in my studio going, he's got to be gone by now. He's got to <laughs> be gone. Um, I can't. I can't believe how much overlap we had. 
in his shite 11 and my shite 11. Because <laughs> um, I had actually, I, I, I had forgot that Theo Snerdlers was a bit of a shite bag. Um, so I had put David McKellar, who had zero appearances for us yeah. in goals. Um, the, um, the back four I would choose from any five of um, uh, uh, Stensas, for sure. Andy Webster. Um, Ugo Yeogu, <laughs> nine appearances, one goal, and uh, Fraser Wishart. See, I, I got to throw, you know, since David opened the door, just people we fucking hate. Ricky Foster, <laughs> Ricky Foster's in there. Yeah, fuck that prick. Yeah, <laughs> you mean Mr. McDonald? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, go paint your fucking beard on you, bitch. <laughs> God, um. There's also a uh, honorable mention, by the way, not not for the shite team, but like yeah. uh, a guy that I just kind of always saw kind of hem around. He wasn't good. He wasn't bad. Dave McPherson, big slim. Yeah. yeah. 71, three goals. Uh, I got to think McPherson, was, was it him when he went back to Hearts that uh, Solenko yep. turned into the fucking ground that day? Yep. Yep. I, I yep, think yep. we were talking on Twitter the other day. One of the guys is like, that was the only time Oleg Solenko ever smiled in a Rangers uniform. Yeah. <laughs> That was it. Yep. Um, also, uh, you know what? Just because I met the guy and he was a really nice guy, but just not good. Alec Cleland. Yeah. Yeah. Great guy. Uh, I, I bought him a Labatt Blue and and uh, a Blue Light, as a matter of fact, because he, he was looking for a Diet Labatt, his words, not mine. <laughs> And, uh, so I bought him one and then he just like, he wanted to give me like $80 and sign everything. It's like, no, 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 this is just, no, no, no. um, in the midfield, uh, Derek McInnes, I agree. Uh, Rothen, you do not be that bad and not have, and give us a last name like that to play with. Yeah. Um, Salim Kakar, Kakar, Kakar. Um, and Thomas Ken Benders, uh, Ben Dixon. That's that's, appearances, that's, nothing. that's a, little, a little unfair. That's a little. Unfair. I get it, but like, there's there's so many like, like who are you gonna throw into that? Like Jonas Thern? Yeah, I don't know who 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 you was know? the um. Yeah, hold on. I, well, I, I'll, you know I'll think mean? about this. I'm gonna yeah. think about this. Um, <laughs> it, like even Dale Gordon was okay. Yeah. 45 appearances, six goals. Um, up front, I agree with James Beattie, um, Basil Bole, and I have Paul Rideout in there as well. Um, loved Eric Bo Anderson for his goal against them. Uh, always will love Peter Van Vossen for his miss against them. And um, yeah, Seb, 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 man. You know? I mean, oh, shit. Who was the one, the, the, the guy we brought in, the, the Norwegian, we brought in on loan and like, when the hell was that? Ninety six. That uh, Gritarson or whatever the hell is he? Oh, okay, yeah. Do you ever even make an appearance? I don't. Hey, let, I can't remember. Somebody um, help me. <laughs> uh, the I, I will look up the ninety six sheet. Um, <laughs> another one. Uh, here's here's a choice. Okay, so um, just based on feels alone, because I have the stats to back this up. Um, who oh, no, do he you was think? Icelandic. Jesus, he wasn't even Norwegian. Man. Okay. Um, How bad. The, the yes who would you choose who do you think uh did did better for us daniel kuzan or jean-claude darshville you know uh, i mean kuzan had the the bigger goals and, and that one the, the 4-2 game 
with the the Mendez mm-hmm. fucking you know rocket shot, but Kuzan just uh, their defense was terrified of him that day. And, and like sixty minutes in, they were just like Jesus Christ, why is this man still on the ball? I mean, he's just ragdolling people all over the place. Right. Um. So here's the facts. Um. Darshville. Darshville <laughs> had 38 appearances with 13 yeah. goals. Daniel Cousin, 28 appearances, so 10 less, 11 goals. Yeah. So, but I, I mean, you got to remember, too, like, that, Walter was so mirrored in that, like, 4-5-1 for the European yeah. nights, and Cousin would play, you know, out wide mm-hmm. uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I liked them both. Yeah, I, I loved, you know, in the, in the Craig White era, like, his placating move after selling Yelovich for, for four cents was, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, no, but, but look, I'm I'm gonna go get that that Kuzan guy that you talked about one time. We're we're gonna we're gonna bring him back. Look at that. Look at this guy. That, that that'll make you happy, right? You're gonna like yeah. that one, right? <laughs> like, uh, what God. was the what was the year that you're trying to think of that guy? Oh, was, uh, uh, Arnold Gretarsi. He signed on loan. I went back and found it now. But that that that, that was okay. that was I guess that was with uh that that was soonest I guess I don't know right. I can't I can't. Even, so so again i i want to bring this bring this up because we um i mentioned it before like i say like most transfers in and out were um uh, were like for any given year like the most you would get is maybe 10 right on average or like five or six something like that i want to look at that i mean his his whole career and and this includes uh everything Mm -hmm. uh 201 players he purchased, only 62 do you pay a fee for. Right. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so let me let me give you the year, the first year in earnest after Paul Le Guin. Okay. This is who he brought in. Okay. Uh, that year. Okay. So transfers in. Um, uh, Georgios Ephraim. Mm. <laughs> right. Uh, trans- uh, Graham Smith. Demarcus Beasley. Good no, I think I think I just heard your table move. Oh. Um, <laughs> Andy Webster. Um, uh, all hail the good egg Kirk Brogfoot. Uh, See, he, Clark- he, he, he's, he's enough on that people right. I just fucking hate. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, Jean-Claude Darshville. Uh, Alan Gao. Mm. Alan Gow, who uh, in the I remember in the season opener of four four two said, "This is the player you need to watch." <laughs> oh yeah, um, Carlos Cuellar, not bad. Roy Carroll, um, and here's your uh, Mitchus Slogger. Oh yeah, Marco yeah. Mitchus Slogger. I don't ever remember seeing him play. Um, Lee McCulloch. Uh, Stephen Whitaker, uh, who, uh, we were talking about this. I, I can't remember if we brought this up in the, um, and we'll save this question for David. Is there a certain player that you associate to, um, to certain shirts? Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh, Stephen yeah. Whitaker, uh, is, uh, the guy I associate with the shirt I hate the most. So <laughs> Which, it's kind of fitting. Uh, the, I get a two for the, the, the 2012 shirt. Uh, I think it was it was the, the blue one with like kind of the white Jetsons collar, white white stripe over the armpit. Yeah, where they tried to do the, they tried to like recreate the '96 yep. kit and just uh-huh. bad, 
Every yeah. every time I look at it, I just think all I hear is daughter Judy, Jane, his wife. Um, moving on from Stephen Whitaker, Daniel Kuzan just talked about him. Yep. Uh, do you know who he came in from? Uh, okay, was he niece? He wasn't. No, uh, no, low. He came in from low. That's right. Um, Stevie Naismith, trader. Yep. Um, MD Fay. MD Fay. Yes. There we go. Yeah. So Stoke City's finest. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, Valchulis. Artus Valchulis from, uh, he was a 19 yep. year old from St. Mirren. Thomas Ken Ben Dixon. Um, <laughs> here we go. Turkey's own Isabachi. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's a guy always liked him, always liked him. And, and he, he was, he was decent enough. Neil Alexander. Yeah, a very good job at what yep. he meant to, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, to be able to, especially there at the end of the the, the eight season, you know, mm-hmm. and then the job he had to do in Europe coming in for yep. Jagger. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And uh, here's one who did not do a good job, Christian Daly. <laughs> I like Christian Daly. God it's okay damn. to like a guy. He just wasn't good. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, and he was, uh, Latin- he, he was the, 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 it's the Swiss Army knife. Thing. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, yes. you got a hole, but figure right. out where he goes. I I love when you look up um, Lee McCulloch's page. Um, it says utility <laughs> for position. <laughs> Just corkscrew, blade, a little spork, all those scissors. <laughs> um, and lastly, and certainly not leastly, Stephen Davis. Damn. 21 players came in to clean up the Paula Gwen mess. Damn. Um. Well, and now, you, think of it too, you know, he, he took players. I mean, I know him down. He had, had featured under um, Glenn, but obviously, right. you know, he couldn't really find the right position for him. He was brilliant when Walter came back there in 07, you know, mm-hmm. what, coming out the bench against, uh, who was that, Al-Sasuna. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, of course, the the Midas touch of uh, um, moving Papage to, to, to the left back, because, of course, there's no better left back than converted center back. So. Right, right, right. Um, so I w- so this just kind of twigged me a little bit. So I was sitting here going, what was the mess that he was trying to clean up? Right? Because um, if you look at the spring signings from the year before, okay, um, the spring signings that Le Guin did, this was like his last year of like, these are the players that I'm going to bring in. It's going to save my job. Okay. Dean Furman. Yeah. Remember him? Oh, I yeah. don't. I do. Um, uh, <laughs> Libor South, Sionko. South Africa's finest, man. Yes. Uh, Libor Sionko. Yeah. Um, William Stanger. Yeah. Or sorry, Stanger, because he's from Rennes. Um, Antoine <laughs> Ponroy. Never saw him. Carl Svensson. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, was he the Carl Svensson of, like, I was watching a Sweden international match, and the substitution was Svensson for Svensson? Was he one of those? Uh, sounds right. Yeah. Okay. Um, Lionel Lietzi. Um, Jeremy Clement. Again, all these were signings. See, Jeremy Clement, uh, like, he was one of those. I mean, he, he looked like he had every part of of you know being a, a good play but obviously not right but still right. yeah 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 <laughs> um he did go back to france and have a pretty damn good sure know, he did career sure he after did. that 
Um, Mac Tartan Dye. Yeah. Um, Rory Loy. Trying to think of who else. It was, it was this Phil, Phil Barsley came in on loan. Right? Uh, Phil Barsley came in. Sasha Papich, probably the one thing that he got right. Uh, no. Well, oh, no. Yeah. 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 And then uh, the other two, and I love this um, Lee Martin. <laughs> that means with Lee Marvin. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, every time I read it, I go, what? Um, and this was his largest fee signing. Weighing in, because most of these were either non-disclosed or freeze. Yeah. Um, the second was Jeremy Clement for, at 1.1 million pounds. Yeah. At 1.85 million pounds, his biggest biggest signing is Sibo. <laughs> the guy who looked like he was playing with a paper bag over his head. <laughs> Just unbelievably great. Oh, so, you know, since we're doing all this here, uh, gee whiz, when, uh, Walter's pound for pound. Pound for pound, best signing. I I would be hard pressed not to say either Alberts or Gorham. I would be hard pressed not to say David Weir. <laughs> oh Jesus, yep, that's a good yeah. one too. Yep. You know it's it, it's that thing, and I mentioned this on on Tuesday in the little memorial uh, I did. The, one of the most incredible parts about Walter to me was that the, the success he had with two completely different teams right yeah. not, not 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 only like in terms of their style of play and construction and you know obviously inherited the team from soonest and that that whole season could have fallen apart right there but it didn't um but then to go on to add people like loud and gas going and this kind of stuff toward the end whereas the second team it was i mean here's walter welcome back uh you have absolutely no money um <laughs> We're sorry. Oh, wait, you just spent all that on, on Stephen David? Yeah, no, now you really have no money. You yeah, 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 nothing. yeah, yeah. You got nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and to, to just will that team to, to those, you know, what was it? Mm-hmm. Didn't we have six cups and then three leagues, you know, and then yeah. that, 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 I mean, Jesus Christ. The, so uh, I'm, I'm still kind of tinkling about this, this question of like pound for pound who is the best player? Cause the, the, the question for me breaks into kind of two possibilities. One being who is the best player of his tenure. Right. Right. Um, and then if we're talking about that, you're looking at, um, I, I would definitely say at that point, it, it goes between Gorham or, um, um, or the hammer. But, uh, if we think about sort of the legacy that kind of went on, I think Davey Weir saved us a lot yeah, a lot in the dire thing. <laughs> or I would also go and and say Stephen Davis, because Stephen Davis has has in his coming back has rejuvenated the side, has rejuvenated his career. And like you know, I, I, it's wonderful that I can flick on FIFA 11 and still have Stephen Davis in my team. <laughs> you know, and McGregor for that matter. He's that's a hell another, of a right midfielder. That's that's, that's <laughs> another player I would put on there on, as 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 a legacy. Like yeah. you know, like like Walter Smith left a legacy, not just in the way that Rangers are as a club and how we're perceived as a club and how we're respected as a club. But you think of these players like Davis, like uh, McGregor that have, have come through again and well, still I, I, sort of like they echo sort of like they echo his essence. I, I mean, you, you think about that, that, that season, two, you know, cause like, I mean, look, when it brought in Jeremy Clement and then signed Kevin Thompson, too yeah. right and they both play i mean they were both number eights mm-hmm. uh and one of walters was like 
because what it was January, whenever the hell he came back, it was like, um, uh, you know, to, to, to let Clement go, mm-hmm. um, right there, right, right when the uh, right when Walter came back, and then real, oh yeah, by the way, we we have this guy that uh, was, uh, you know, we already spent two million pounds on him, like Kevin Townsend was fucking brilliant, right? Tom was brilliant. Uh, his commentary sucks. Stop <laughs> <laughs> talking about hippies. <laughs> I can, can can I just say Kevin Thompson? One of my favorite things about him, and it's um it's it's kind of right in there with the um uh if you ever listen to um uh, I just blanked on his name um diving diving header in the cup final um what Lovencrantz. <sighs> You know. Lovenkrantz, right? Um, when Lovenkrantz was in the box once with uh, uh, with Tom Miller, um, it's near the end of the game, and we're chasing a goal, and uh, all pretenses are gone as you just hear him go, "Get in there!" Like that's it. Like he's just he's a fan like us, and I find the same thing with um, uh, uh, with um, uh, 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 Kevin Thompson, um, except when except the days when he's distracted by pigeons. <laughs> and it's even more funny. It, it is, you know, it's sad this year with with all the people back in the ground. The pigeons had to relocate. I, I do miss them. <laughs> yes. It was, it, was, it was always a fun moment last year. Like we had that big switch of play, and like you know, the cameras got to move to catch up to where the ball is going. You're like, is there, are they going to be there? Are they going right. to be there? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, well, here since, since the comedians here now, Jordan Spears yes. was the funniest moment. With Walter as manager, I, I, I mean the the interview with Chick goes right in there. Like that's that, that's got to be the funniest, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, of course. You know, I mean, everybody's still like you know him browbeating Durant to get down to the touchline, but um, mm. yeah, <laughs> like you can't uh, like everything else just seems like so demure, right? Yeah. Like like very. Uh, gentlemanly and like like for him to kind of go off like that is um, um here's here's something if you're gonna cast him in the movie when you look back at sort of like the the Graham Sunis days when he was the assistant manager and you see yeah. him as a younger Walter Smith the thing that always kind of struck me is like if you're looking for someone in the movie it's George Clooney yeah there's I a George Clooney look yeah. about a young Walter Smith yeah. now. Um, would we need to uh, hear him uh, go to voice lessons to learn how to speak in a bro? <laughs> no, we do not. We 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 don't need another one of the shot of glory nonsense that we saw with. Uh, you know, there, there was another one too uh, put up. There. And I, fuck it, I, I might if I can find the video again, I might put it on mm-hmm. at the end of the episode here. But it was this great way of Walter like trying to do a you know a fucking eight second promo for RTV. Uh, and he just he can't get it just cannot <laughs> fucking get it it's, it's a solid minute and a half of him just trying to cut you know 13 words or whatever there's the nothing funnier than someone doing 18 takes of something there is nothing <laughs> and trust me I as 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 a guy known in the recording studio industry as Toddy Ten Takes. <laughs> let me tell you, there is nothing. Yeah, you know, unless you're paying for the studio time, obviously. <laughs> then you know. It's, it's all digital now. Sorry. Right. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Exactly. Ah, oh, all right. I've been here for a while. 
So we can, we, we got like an hour each way with Todd for a half hour. Yeah, there we go. The crossover shit and everything. Yeah. There we um, go. Oh, yeah. Onion headline of the week. That was it. Uh, FDA recalls millions of chili peppers, citing fact that if you chop them and touch your junk, your junk will burn. <laughs> <laughs> also eyeballs. Also yes. eyeballs. Yes. Yeah. Um, Everybody has a friend who's finger banged their girlfriend after right. they've been making chili. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got herpes. No, you don't. It's it's no. uh, it's jalapeno. That's what you have. You have jalapeno. Um, I guess we'll have to hold the uh, Bobcat Goldthwait discussion for next week because yeah. a this is a somber one and b um, I want to I want to ask uh, David who Jay Gould is. Um, <laughs> It's Dana Gould. It's Dana Gould. Yeah, and uh, and uh, I, 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 I have met the man. I think um, uh, Dana, I have I've yet to meet Bobcat Goldthwait. Um, I would love to because I think he's hilarious. Um, but yeah, uh, Dana, re- I, I opened for him. He came on the podcast. He's one of my comedy idols. And uh, he really didn't care for me at all until I told him a story about how my wife knows um, Jack Ruby's nephew. And then suddenly <laughs> his eyes lit up like a fucking Christmas tree in Times Square. Like it was just, or well, outside that, 30 Rock, that, I guess. That'll tickle David on a number of levels. So. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> tell me about more Nazis. It's not a Nazi. It's a, tell me about the assassination and then his table will move. That's right. Oh, man. So that's it. Uh, back Tuesday. It's a, it's a schedule. Oh God, there goes my voice finally. Uh, <laughs> scheduling, <laughs> scheduling and everything this week kind of fell apart yes. uh, for obvious. I mean, we already had a fucked up schedule this week because Todd was still on the road. Um, but uh, yeah, then everything else got fucked up even more. So we will right. try to figure out when me and David are going to get together, and then me and Todd for the desert islands. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully soon. Hopefully, we can get them all out next week. Um, so we can get back on on track and uh, yes. hopefully you know we we do what uh, well ideally not what uh, the team is taking to doing, which is like coming out and sleepwalking for the first half hour against Motherwell on uh, Sunday. So yeah. yeah, it'd be nice just to show up and um, yeah. play football from the start. Although although this you know it's it's that. Park, so I mean, it seems that we can't play at Ibrox anymore. So I guess it's better that we're, we're away from home, right? Yep. I mean, I, yep. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Happy, happy days. Yay. <laughs> Yay, home win. Yay. Yeah. Uh, David's not here. Of course, you can find him on Ibrox Box, everything heart and hand. You know where he's at. Todd, you can find all his stuff. Hey, it's TVA.com. Find mm-hmm. him on Twitter at Hey, it's TVA. Todd, thanks for getting on. Pleasure. Pleasure. I'm sorry I missed the whole thing, but it's, this is this has been uh, a th- it's been 36 hours of a fucking nightmare not having a phone. Uh, you don't this whole it. it's been a fucking mess for me and then, you know, she's a, I whatever. I don't want to go into that. There's a, there's no winning. <laughs> right. Right. Some, Except some, for Sunday. Yeah, Except so, for Sunday. Some weeks you just got to lay down, give it all up. It's it's over. Yeah. Okay. I mean, come on, guys. The, the world's ending anyway. It's all right. The ice caps are melting. Yeah. There's there's bears having <laughs> sex bears. in the woods. Yes. You know, you can't <laughs> you can't stop this stuff. So yeah. we'll be back uh, Tuesday, and that'll do it. Thanks, and we'll talk to you then. Bye.
Some people call me the space cowboy. 